0: here aka Cuthbert Elsplinter. I'd like to welcome you once again to the Ballooning Hilltop podcast and thank you for taking the time to listen to the endless ramblings of a bunch of ancient Brits enjoying a bit of D&D whilst waiting for their time to come. This week we've got a bit of an apology for you as the sound quality is not quite what we were hoping for but we're sure you will struggle through and onto the sunnier uplands of following episodes. As always it really helps us if you rate review and subscribe On your podcast app of choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever. That's it. Now over to Mike and the guys to say whatever comes into their heads first for episode forty. Fireball.
1: So we are in even star. Let's pick things up. We're not going to do a big recap. Um, If you um, really just joining, well, if you're just joining us, then it's too late for you. (laughs) This is episode forty. Which I have to admit, I didn't think we'd ever get get to. I don't think we will ever get this far. Anyway, you are in Evenstar, and are, uh, you are on the... What's the name of the street? The Way of the Penitent.
2: The Way of the Penitent.
1: Crowded up with loads of people Um, in a very congested street. You're disguised as members of the Evenstar Ranger Militia, and you're accompanied by... Michaela Vendorin, who is an actual member of the uh, Ranger Militia from Diamond Lake, and Hilary, who is the emissary of the Lizard Folk, and Marzana, who is the Battle Mage from Blackwall Keep, and a couple of other real Ranger Militia. And there's a little group you're pushing your way into the city of Evenstar along a big big kind of
3: um thoroughfare called the way of the penitent but not test uh, but not hesty right he went off somewhere else no
1: no no Hestie is hesty is uh, was you left Hestie in the little weird uh wind duke cave up in the hills above diamond lake um and you have uh you've things have become increasingly congested and the source of the congestion turned out to be a parade which is crossing your path And as you neared the point where the parade was crossing the main thoroughfare, there was an explosion on a cart which was carrying a chimera, a great three-headed, horrible beast, in a cage. And at the same time as there was an explosion, um, arrows clearly targeting you started um, zipping out from behind you, above and behind you. Now, let's put you on a map. You're heading... uh, West. west through the city towards a district called Nine Deeps uh, to visit the house of someone called Eligos. On our map, we have a host of little uh, miniature people who represent our crowds. The yellow bases are your allies, the members of the Ranger Militia, or um, Michaela Vendor and the Lieutenant, or Marzana, the Battle Mage, or Hillary. Yeah, they're all marked out with yellow bases. Let's rule initiative. And we will pick everything up from there. We've got the explosion. We've got a couple of arrows. That's enough. Let's roll the initiative, and then we'll work it from there. Okay, well, let's go round and do the numbers.
0: Let's go round again. <laughs> purple, what would you get?
4: 13. Um, sessions, what you get? 15.
1: 15. For Sessions, these are decent numbers. Bugraft, what
3: would you get? 10. Parker? Four in target. Unfortunately, yes. I rolled the
1: one. Cuthbert? A mighty seven. A mighty seven.
2: Okay, so my understanding is there's an explosion in front of us around the cage with the chimera, and someone is shooting us from behind.
1: Yeah, you saw a couple of arrows shoot. One came over your left shoulder, one over your right shoulder, clearly targeted at Parker and Burple. Both Parker and Burple were missed. What do you want to do?
2: I think I want to get off the main street and yes. get some cover. So I okay. think I'm going to duck up between a couple of these buildings to my north. I can see a path that looks right. accessible. Yeah. The
1: way we're going to treat this is that this crowd makes movement.
2: Effectively, you're in difficult ground. And I thought you might say that.
1: Well, uh, except because of your halfling nimbleness, whatever it is, I don't know whether or not you're going to be okay. Oh, yes.
2: tell me about how that works so I think you can move through creatures that are larger than you without penalty halfling nimbleness, you can move through the space of any creature that's size larger than you so yes, you're able to sort of swivel through people's legs um, I'm going to move up to here up between those two buildings yep. and then I'm going to see if I can see anyone or behind us and above us who is just give me a rough idea about where you're concentrating your attention well, I suppose from my side, I'm probably looking the other side of the street, the southern side of the street, um, and the buildings at the, yeah, back, the further, at, further further back. further further Further, further to back the, buildings, yeah. Further
1: to the east. Okay, give me a perception check.
2: Well, I get... Uh, oh, my God. I have advantage oh in my roll a two and a three.
1: You can't see any obvious... Uh, assailants in the windows in the street opposite.
2: And I think to finish my go, I will just try and hide from um, sight, yeah? Make a, a stealth check? Uh, 21.
1: Okay, so you kind of slink into the shadows in the gap between a couple of buildings. Mm-hmm. What's the deal in front of me? An explosion has just gone off. I mean, I think what we've done is we've I've marked where the explosion is. I think it's probably fair enough to say that since the explosion is a split second, that it is now over. Yeah. What that reveals is that the cage which was a sort of glass box reinforced thing on the back of this giant cart that was crossing the street, is now in bits. And this chimera is free and is looking annoyed. This explosion did it look like a fireball? Good question. Not quite. It seemed to have a a concussive quality. It wasn't just an incendiary thing. Okay. This thing looks pissed, and it looks like it's going to start eating eating people yeah
4: yeah Yeah. I understand I'm thinking I'm going to do a stinking cloud on the chimera okay I want to move to there out of shot of anything that's directly so you're moving to the edge of the crowd to the eaves of a building yes taking taking uh, cover behind the building from yeah but that's fine it's three squares
0: tell me about stinking cloud what does it do
4: you create a 20-foot radius sphere of yellow nauseating gas centered on a point within range the cloud spreads around corners and its area is heavily obscured the cloud lingers in the air for the duration so effectively um the duration is concentration up to up to a minute it if it starts its round in the stinking cloud it has to make a saving throw or be nauseated so it spends its action retching and reeling so it can't go anywhere that's my point. It's a third level spell, isn't
5: it? Stinking yes. Cloud. Yeah. How do you do third level spells as a bard? What do you mean? I'm just really good.
1: Okay. Um, so you drop this Stinking Cloud on it, and what do I need to do? Do I need to make a saving throw? On the start of its turn. On the its start turn. of its turn. Okay, fine. Well, it
4: is its turn. Okay, so, so now what do I do? Constitution saving throw, DC 14. Rolling a 13 and saving. What happens if I save? Uh, nothing.
1: That's okay. it. Okay. Okay. This thing is going to leap down off the cart. Now, the question is, which way does it leap? And the answer to that question is towards you. So what it's going to do is it's going to attack civilians. It, first of all, claws at a civilian. Oh, uh, missing a civilian. Oh, then it tries to gore a civilian with its yeah. horns. Uh, yeah. It scratch one civilian. And then finally what it does is it breathes. I am going to roll a d6, and I get a... And I know what I'm... uh, It's a six, so it's going to breathe through Parker. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Parker, can you give me a uh, dexterity save? DC 15, please, as its blue dragon head blasts you with a lightning bolt.
3: Oh, always me. It's a fail. You take...
5: ouch ouch
1: bloody hell you take uh, 34 points of damage Parker (laughs) god sake that's it for the Chimera medic. and then you're targeted by another bow shot Parker Um, now uh, you get an opportunity to work out where this is coming from in fact Burple, Sessions and Parker can all make perception checks as this shot comes in
4: rolling a 19 (laughs)
3: <laughs>
4: 8 Ripple gets a 21
3: As a monk I have deflect missiles so I'm guessing to be able to perform that feature you must have a pretty good idea about what direction missiles are coming
1: are you, uh, Do you think you're helping yourself with that statement or not helping yourself? I think
3: I'm, I'm helping myself with that statement because that would give me an idea about knowing where it came from So that would be. A...
1: or you could argue that if you don't know where it's coming from you can't use that power which is what I meant by, are you sure you're helping yourself?
3: Well, um, okay. Uh,
1: why don't you make the perception check, Parker, to see whether yeah, or not you notice the flash the of, a, check, anyway. of an arrow zooming towards you, and then we will see. So
3: a 9 plus 2 is 11 perception check.
1: I think, since you're pr- you're probably spinning and looking in the right direction, I'm being super nice here. I think 11 is enough. Okay, so how does your deflect missiles thing work?
3: Right, my deflects... So you, you said it hit me. Uh, Would have done, yeah. Right. Um, when you do so, the damage you take from an attack is reduced by 1d10 plus 8. If you reduce damage to zero and have a free hand, you can spend one key point to make a ranged attack with range 2060. Right, so I can do a reduction of 1d10. Hang on. Uh, which is oh. 10 plus 18, so I don't take any damage.
2: So you're deemed to have caught the missile.
3: I'm deemed to have caught the missile, and now I can make a ranged attack as a reaction.
2: Okay, so the,
1: the, the, the arrow came, Parker, from an, uh, a window... Shaded by the uh, the eaves, it's up high on a building on the southern side of the street. And you're going to do what? Throw this projectile back
3: through the window at your assailant? It says with range twenty sixty. So sixty is a hard limit, right? Yes. Yeah, so I think I'm not going to throw it back where it came from. I'm just going to throw it at the chimera. Um Is that chimera. permitted?
4: Mm, I don't think you can.
1: Re- Read the power. Read me the power again
3: uh if you reduce the damage to zero and have a free hand yeah. you can spend one key point to make a ranged attack as with a monk weapon with range twenty sixty. 23 yeah it's a solid hit Yep, it's a solid hit five points of damage on the camera. five points of damage on the
1: thing okay thank you very much Burple and sessions we need to come back to your perception checks how
2: did you do uh Burple did very well. I can see he got a twenty one. Sessions okay. got an eight.
1: Okay, so sessions you're not sure where that arrow
2: came from. Burple,
1: you can see where that arrow came from. Another arrow shoots lances down. This one is targeting um it's gonna be Buggraft or Parker or Cuthbert. Just have a quick Uh targeting Buggraft. Yes. Um, it's shooting down from the other side of the street oh, rolling shit. a 20 <laughs> uh, are they going to gamble <laughs> they scary. are going to gamble uh, rolling an 11 hitting armor class 15 Enough. okay so it's a standard hit on bug it does a d8 it does uh, three points of damage three points of damage on bug Graft. now bug and parker you can both ma- and cuthbert you can all make perception checks
3: 10. An 8. Rolled an 8 for a 10. Uh,
5: 23.
3: Okay, so raft. you can see
1: where that came
5: from. It's come from uh, on the
1: north side of the street to the east of you, really quite a long way. Further down than the other arrow.
5: raft. he is running through the crowd to the southwest to take cover behind one of these uh, buildings. So next round, theoretically, I can run up and hit it. I can't do that this round.
0: Is it difficult ground ahead of me?
1: Yes, there are sufficient people between you and the Chimera to make it
0: uh, not an easy uh, journey. I'm going to cast a Longstrider spell, and then I'm going to move, uh, not in base-to-base with it quite yet, but getting close to it.
3: I'm going to do the Fist of Unbroken Air again on the Chimera. Uh, Yeah, um, remind me. As in action, you can spend two key points and a chosen creature within 30 foot must make a strength saving throw, DC 13.
1: Uh, yeah, okay. 13,
3: I'm rolling a 13, sorry. Fuck's sake. Takes half of 3d10. Wow, that's not bad. Takes three points of damage. And I'm going to move...
5: How many hit points have you got left? 11. I can do a heal if you want. Can you? Uh, well, it's only a cure light. But.
3: That's fine. Um, so I can move uh, 40. So I can move four squares. So I will move four squares to the south towards Bugraft for next route. So through the crowd with my height, I presume I
2: can see no one of our allies yeah is that right no you i
1: think there's a case i think you might be able to make a case that you could see purple because you'd be looking down the side of a building yeah otherwise and you can see the chimera which is a large creature otherwise no
2: and have i worked out where the guy firing the arrows at us is
1: make another perception check because um, parker did shout out directions as to where he thought the arrows were coming from so give me another perception check if you want to check out that area I get a 20. Okay, yeah, you can make something out. You can see a shadow in a window at the corner of this large building just above the awning that you think that Parker must have been referring to.
2: Okay. So I think that awning is kind of within range, so I'm going to uh, hurl the crushing coin up at that window. And I roll a natural 20 for a 28. Nice. Well, that is going to hit despite the cover.
1: What, uh, do you want to gamble
2: or do you want to go for the double damage? It's got some sort of cover, has it? Well, I, I think I have to gamble, so um, it's in the nature of things, so I will um, go for it. 19 Ooh. on the dice for 27. That is a hit, and you get to draw a card terrifying display quadruple damage and all enemies that can see you must make a DC 18 wisdom saving throw on a fail they're frightened of you shit the enemy can repeat the saving throw at the at the end of its turn stop being frightened first of all let's do the damage Uh, okay so it's quadruple damage so 48 plus 3 is 25 points of damage it's got to make a saving throw wisdom saving throw DC 18 (laughs) uh, make- <laughs> rules of 17
1: makes it. So, uh, but uh, that's a significant amount of damage. Okay, well, this thing, um, yeah, you hear a kind of squeal sessions from the other side of the street.
2: So then, using my halfling nimbleness, yeah, where I presume I'm also pretty much obscured, I'm going to run across the street. Okay, I'll move up and I will
4: fire, I may as well fire a spell at it. Anything that controls the battlefield.
0: Well, I've got another one of those. Stinkies,
4: slinking clouds.
0: We have to also remember that whenever there's a saving throw involved, we will make it, however high. Mm. Yeah, it just happens.
4: Yeah,
1: there's that. I mean, obviously, that's a. But that's a, a.
0: Yeah. Do I'll do a
4: dissonant whispers on it. Can it make a wisdom save? A wisdom throw. save. Yep. DC fourteen.
0: It might roll a 14, 17.
1: 14, wisdom save, rolling an 11. Ooh, an 11. could be close. It could be close. Uh, and it's is wisdom it save. It's, got a, it's failed that wisdom save by...
3: Uh, is there any way that I can cheat? No, something there isn't. To right, save?
4: so no. it okay. takes 4d6 points of damage. <sighs> so it takes 16 points of psychic damage. Yep. And... Uh, It has to move away. It has to use its reaction now to move away as far as its speed allows away from me.
0: Just as I was getting close.
4: It's got a speed of 30 feet. It hops up onto the cart. That's not helpful.
0: No, no. Hold on, mate. That's just absolute
4: shambles. (laughs) Well, it still took 16 points of damage. It's all I've got. You know, what can I say? (laughs) (laughs) Tactically useless. It's going to go...
1: Towards purple, it attacks uh, you first of all with its claw attack, rolling a seven
4: oh, fucking.
1: Oh dear, yeah. oh dear,
4: yeah. yes, that's that does a claw. That Why do I listen to you, Paul? 2d6 <laughs> plus
0: four.
4: <laughs> I was gonna go uh, the other way, now I'm gonna get shot. Two, two, three, three seven points of seven. seven points of claw damage. Oh, I can survive seven. And then it attacks you with its horns. No. Yes. Is it Here horny? Here come the horns.
1: Uh-huh. Here come the horns. Rolling. Oh, that's number 20. Rolling a 14, hitting armor class 21, uh, which I think might be another hit. Yes. Uh, this one does. Uh, the sake. horns damage is a D12. D12 plus four. <laughs> D12 plus four. That's an right. eight. Uh, that of is an eight. That is 12 points of damage. Don't like that. And then finally, because its breath weapon hasn't recharged, yes. you're very fortunate. Yes. It can only attack you with its bite. Oh, God. Its other bite. Uh, its main attack, which it uh, rolls a 15 into armor class 22. Yeah. And doing. A solidly respectable 2d6 plus 4 points of damage. Here they come. First one. Uh, ooh, three. That's a three and a, a four. Yeah. four. Eight, eight points of damage. Another eight. Another eight. <laughs> God's sake. Well, that was the Chimera. It was just a massively successful
4: round from the Chimera. Yeah, thanks. Now. Yeah, thanks. 27 points of damage. Uh,
1: what am I going to do over awesome. here? Awesome. If you've shoot me. a you sniper... Shoot in we've got a sniper in a window and the sniper has got a paucity of targets
4: yeah it's, gonna it's go. not
1: going to shoot at parker again after last time sessions basically, i think it's going to go i think it's most likely to go for cuthbert one to four cuthbert five or a six but it's on the northern side of the street so Burple's a difficult angle; it would have to lean out a bit. It's Cuthbert on the is...
4: northern side, and it what it can it can't see Sessions, but it can see me. Well, Sessions is a hobbit, out it's in out. the open.
2: No, no, I'm ducking down between the legs. Yeah, clear. Sessions is a tiny little figure in the crowd, whereas you are out, up in cast, the
1: grill of the Chimera, this giant beast fighting it. I mean, you're you're pretty obvious, Cuthbert. Likewise, four. So it's going for Cuthbert. It's rolling well, isn't it? Yeah, it's rolling very well. (laughs) What's your armor class? 15. (laughs) I was going to say, if it was, like, in that early 20s, then the cover might make a difference. But that's not enough. So you take the following damage, the standard uh, longbow damage. You take eight points of damage as an arrow thuds into you. That was extremely successful. Sessions, you can have an opportunity attack.
2: Attack of opportunity fish with the... um... Crushing coin, boom. Armor class twenty-five. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yes, for six points of uh, six points of damage. Damage, yeah.
1: Oh dear. Okay, it closes the window. That's what that opportunity attack was, because it doesn't want to have to deal with your floating weirdness. And uh, you can't see it in the window anymore. You can kind of assume that it's therefore moved.
5: Let's go to Uncle Buggy. Uncle, Uncle Buggy. Buggy, right. I'm, I'm healing uh, Parker. Oh, uh, uh, <sighs> <laughs> Three points a day. I forgot you rolled I mean, badly. <laughs> yeah. it's just, why
3: Dan doesn't don't worry about it. do any heals in. Thank you anyway. It's all right.
5: And then I'm going to work my way around. Using the crowd as cover, I'm heading towards the Chimera. So I'm sort of sneaking, sneaking up on him and
1: we move on to Cuthbert, who's in the crowd. What do you want to do?
0: Oh, I'm going to move up and attack the Chimera. Rolling a 23 to hit. It's a hit, yep. That was five points of damage, but I've also got a sneak attack damage on that one as well. Another five points of damage. A second attack with the short sword. Hitting on a class 23... Another six points of damage.
1: Bugraff just healed you, Parker, but then has disappeared into the crowd. You don't know where he's gone.
3: I'm moving five foot forwards. <laughs> towards so the Chimera? That, towards the Chimera, so that I'm still reasonably far away, but I'm within range to do a produce flame, which is a d20, so hitting uh, armor class <laughs> 12. It's just no great, great rolls tonight. No. No. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, Apart from that, I'm jumping up and down and waving at Sessions and saying, I need a heal.
2: Do
1: I see him? Um, yeah, let's be nice. I mean, it's the kind of... It's a sniper's dream, Parker, I'm going to be honest with you. But anyway.
3: Yeah, but as you've realised, I'm not entirely worried about that problem
1: trying to pick a target out of the crowd and one of them starts jumping up and down going I need a heal I need a heal (laughs) waving their arms
2: around (laughs) well if I spot him jumping up and down okay I'm going to cast healing word at second level on parker 10 points of healing
3: lovely thank you very much
2: is there any sign of a door on the front of this building the one that sniper was in yes there's a door at the front Okay, so then I'll move the uh, crushing coin uh, to round by the door. Which building are the north shots coming from? Can
4: I have a perception check to see? Give me a perception check. 12. No, you can't work it out. All right, I'm going to go invisible and move to there.
1: Fine, Um, and now it is it. First thing that happens. Bugrof, can you make a dexterity save dc 15 there's another explosion Uh, 12 12 is a fail you take 35 points of damage (laughs) 35 that's a very big fireball that clearly causes trouble around you um the rest of you trouble Uh, see a huge there's an explosion right near you Cuthbert Burple just across the side from Cuthbert and Chimera there's a great big kind of conflagration and you've got you can't see Buggroth, you don't know where he is there's a mass of people there and there's just people burning it's just impossible to tell one one flaming figure from another but it's just absolute mayhem other things that happen in this uh, round is that the Chimera attacks Cuthbert first of all uh, rolling a D6. Getting a... With the bite on Cuthbert.
3: <laughs> 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 Missing uh,
1: with a two. Uh, cock. Okay, now with the horns. Come on, uh, miss. Rolling an eight, so a 15. Uh, <sighs> yes. 15 is a hit, isn't it?
0: 15 is It hit.
1: is with the horns. Hit with the horns. A D12 plus four. Points of damage on you. Very pleasing
0: very pleasing 5 points of damage
1: 5 points of damage with the 1 and then the last attack which is the Claws rolling a an 11 armor class 18
0: yes that hits
1: doing a grant total of a 2d6 plus 4 here we go 6 and 1 7 11 points of slashing damage on Cuthbert thank you very much Sessions yes Did you ready an attack with your crushing coin? You didn't, did you? No, I just moved it. Okay, well, well, a figure bursts out of the front door of this building uh, and out into the street. You, I mean, you're keeping an eye on that door. You can spot it. At the moment, you can keep track of it. Mm -hmm. You think that were it to sort of disappear into the throng, it would be more difficult. But at the moment, you can spot it. So... Uh, when the time comes, you'll be able to target it with your crushing coin there's another one, it's going to target Cuthbert again shooting, rolling an 80 <laughs> <For fuck's sake. laughs> armour class 22 armour class 22 for another yes. D8 plus 2 so Cuthbert takes a further 8 points of piercing damage Bugraft, it's your round
5: Okay, so I'm, am I sort of buried under a massive like burning yeah, civilians? Or
1: yes, I mean y- yes, you're in a sort of scrum, a sort of like a pile of civilians. Yeah.
5: Okay. All right. So I'm bursting out of all these sort of dead civilians. It's a bit grim. And I'm going to move up. I'm sort of going behind it because I don't want another fireball and uh i'll start raging and then i'm going to attack 17 17 hits another hit nice 21 points of damage good
1: okay it doesn't look very well you're not how are you looking i mean Eyes.
5: eyes no i mean how are you looking health wise um not brilliant no, okay. So could have singed. I'm definitely singed. I'm okay. bloodied.
1: Uh well this Chimera is now also bloodied. Okay. Cuthbert.
0: Cuthbert is also bloodied. And he's going at it with the um plus one short sort of the east wind. Hmm. Oh, sure that's a family air too.
2: So.
1: <laughs> oh dear. God.
0: Can I use my odd dice? Hitting arm class 16 plus... That's
1: enough. That's enough. You don't need to roll okay. the 6
0: God for that. A short sword damage of 7 plus a sneak attack damage of 11. So that's 18 on the first attack. Yeah, well done. And then attacking with a rapier, hitting arm class 13 is probably not going to be enough.
1: Arm class 13 is a...
3: miss? And that... Is that... Is that... Uh, Parker. Right. Well, Parker will move towards it and the four squares that he can move. And then he will throw a produced flame at it, which is uh, getting a 19-hitting armor class 24. That's lovely. So that does uh, 2d8... So that's thirteen points of damage, fire damage yep. on total in the chimera. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perception check to notice whether it did any. Yeah,
1: damage definitely work. Yeah, yeah. No, this thing that what it's done with its breath weapon is lightning so far.
3: Yeah. Well, that's. I did think that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So good. And uh, that's it.
1: Okay. And now it is Vendorin is going to step up and attack it. She rolls
2: steal eight. the glory.
1: An eighteen, which is a hit. She does uh, with a long sword as the first attack. She does uh, eight points of damage. Second attack, she rolls uh, a 17 um, and does a further 10. She does 10, a total of 10, 11, 13 points of damage on it. No, it doesn't slay it, but it's looking unwell. Marzana is going to f- shoot another magic missile at it. Uh, doing 5d4 Uh, that's basically her spelled out she does a total of 13 points of damage on it Uh, it is still alive just (laughs) uh, and we move on to sessions Hmm. now sessions you've got an opportunity here to attack this figure that has just emerged from the front
2: door yeah I'm going to drop the, the crushing coin on it to start with. Uh, oh, I'm class 13.
1: 13 is a hit. Oh, okay. That's uh, exactly what you needed.
2: For 11 points of <laughs> crushing damage. Yeah, it's uh, you. It's it's smashed to bits. I knock it unconscious then.
1: Yeah, okay, you knock it unconscious, Yep. Burpily, burpily, woo. This chimera is looking deeply unwell. All
4: right, if this thing is looking last legs-ish, I will, Yeah, it's looking pretty last legs, yeah. I will do a as a Dissonant whispers on it. Uh let's have a Wisdom save DC 14. Mm. It rolls oh. a
1: 20. <laughs> it
2: saves.
4: Okay, uh so it still takes some damage. It takes oh, does half it? 4D6
2: instead. No, of I, think 4D6. Gonna it. I think you're going to oh. get I think you're going to
4: get It takes 5. Five points of damage, it is still alive. And I'm going to move one, so I come visible, So I'll move north between those buildings, away from the crowd.
1: Purple, you're up north between the buildings. It is the Chimera. It's got to make a decision. Well, first of all, I'm going to roll for its um, breath weapon. Uh, that's a long dice, no. <laughs> not <laughs> rolling a D8. Just rolling, for- a rolling a D6, oh, it recharges, it's recharged the breath weapon, oh dear. Okay, it's going to breathe
5: through... I'm only a small, charred hobbit. <laughs> Here we
1: go. Uh,
0: there we go. smoke coming out. Well, no, I hair. don't think
2: that
1: there's a decision. I don't think that's a decision for it, because I think it's going to breathe through Cuthbert, um, the guard standing behind Cuthbert, Marzana standing behind the guard, and Hillary standing behind Marzana. I can't see that it would do anything else. Bye.
2: So that's what it's going to do. Lucky we did a little healing on you. Can well,
1: Cuthbert make a dexterity save, DC 15, please? You really want to make that? Roll. And you really save. want to make this save?
0: No, alt I
3: dice. really didn't so make alt. that save. Ort. Oh, Ort dice. Ort
1: oh, dice? I rolled a dear. two
0: plus three yeah. is five. What oh, dice? I've used my orc dice. Oh! oh, used right.
1: dice. oh, oh dear. Dear. You've used your orc dice. <laughs> it's gets worse. <laughs> you take uh, 31 points of
0: damage. 31? Yep. I'm still up.
3: Still up? Wow. Ooh. Wow. Oh yeah, 20-something plus the 12. Just That heal was just
0: right. <laughs> I've got four hit points left.
3: Marzana
1: makes a saving throw, a, de- a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> no, she she rolls a three, but she's okay, but she is very frazzled hillary uh makes the saving throw she rolls a s- oh she rolls a 14 she saves she's okay and then it gets to attack with its claws and its horns so first of all with the claws uh it's going to go for one two bug graft three four Vendorin, five
2: six cuthbert three four would
1: it be. rolls a three four, three, four for Vendorin. Uh, and rolls a 17 oh, yeah, 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 hitting yeah, yeah. Vendorin for uh, 2d6 plus 4 rolling a 5, uh, 7 and 11 points of damage on Vendorin I mean she's not looking happy but she's kind of okay and then the next attack 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 6, uh, 1, 2 bug 3, 4, Vendorin 5, 6, Cuthbert it rolls again for Vendorin this time with the horns, and it rolls a 19. <laughs> uh, Vendorin could be in some trouble here. Um, the horns do a d12 plus 4. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, I think she's going to be okay. Actually, even if I roll a tw- 12. 12. Hold up. That's 16. She did that thing. She's down. Tw- uh, Vendorin is down. Um, and we'll worry about her in a moment. She is a sufficiently... Uh, elevated NPC to make death saves should the should it become an issue. Now,
3: Uncle Buggy. Your chance to finish it off.
5: Yarn yeah, Buggy. First one, I a 9 plus 7 is 16. 16
1: is a hit. Come on.
5: And again, that's oh, a hit. Ah, you got 12. That's it's slain. 29 it collapses,
1: dark. Uncle Buggy. Uncle Buggy. Yes. Uh, Local militia appear. Um, Before militia appear, is there anything you want to do in the chaos that ensues
2: from this event? Yeah, I'm going to try and find the body that we knocked down that was the... Well, you know where it was. It's right in front of the door of the... Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm off to that. Find that body.
1: Uh, Yes, there is an unconscious person. Okay. So tie
2: him up. Him or her up. Then
3: her, yeah. Yeah, right. Have, have the other arrow? Has the other and I'll arrow stabilized? Um, yeah, Vendron. I mean, there's
1: been no more shots from anywhere since a certain point
3: here. Yeah,
1: and uh, spare the dying on Vendrin, I guess. Uh, oh, what a lovely thing to have done. They're searching the chimera. There's nothing on the chimera. It's just a, it's just a beast. Can I search the cart? Is there
5: anything on the cart?
1: Yes, you can search the cart, but there's nothing there. I mean, the cart. It looks like well, what? There's a, there's a section of the cart that is clearly very badly damaged. It looks like somebody has placed some kind of device on the cart deliberately. Mm. I mean, you are not CSI bug graft, right? Mm. But it, it looks clearly somebody deliberately placed something on the cart to blow it and to free the chimera just at a particular moment. It looks like there's been some kind of attack on your lives, attempt on your lives.
3: Okay, and interrogating this uh this you wake this person up,
1: they are fanatical, they're an ebon triad cultist of some sort uh-huh. you think they're kind of a low level member of the cult, but yeah. were they
3: told to attack us
1: or they- but, well so h- h- what you can determine from them there's a couple of things, first of all, who's searching them? I will okay. You find something yes. that they disavow knowledge of. Yeah. It's a it's a key on a chain. We'll have that. It's a weird, crooked little key on a keychain. The head of the key, it's like a stylized silhouette of a ship with tentacles coming up out of the water around it and pulling it down. Ooh. You know, you have to kind of hold it and look at it like three different ways before you... Before uh, you can work out what it is, otherwise you don't know. She was given some money by somebody
2: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. told that you were enemies of the Ebon Triad, and she right. was told. So uh, she was with a couple of other cultist members. She doesn't know them.
3: Yeah, you get the <laughs> Mrs. Blue, Mr. Black, and Mr. You Boy. get the
1: distinct sense that she is not. Yeah, that she has been isolated from the real decision making. Yeah. um she was given this key because she was told to go to a particular uh warehouse in the midnight district of evenstar which is up to the north of the city when this was all over to uh collect her reward and to report back on how well she'd done and she was given this key so that she could get into the warehouse but that's all she knows vendor in hillary marzana who are with you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're they're uh, very grateful that you looked after them in that fight. And um, Venerin is very grateful that you basically saved her. Yeah, but they are kind of walking with you on the th- in the theory that you're all forming a single party heading on the specific journey. Yeah. That doesn't mean you have to do any particular thing, but
0: it's probably. I think probably we should go. To let, it, was, tell them what you want to do. I think we should go to Elagos. Let's let's yeah, let's do that. Let's just go and do Elagos first. The warehouse thing, I think can wait.
3: Yeah, get the job done. I, I don't first. think it can.
2: I don't think it can either, I think. I think if there's going to be someone showing up, as soon as they know these guys are dead, they won't. So if we want to do that, we should go first. Elagos will be there anyhow.
3: Fair point.
5: I, I agree with the wise Graham.
1: Wise Graham. that um, Your voice has changed again, Uncle Buggy.
2: Yes,
5: I've got a new thing, haven't I?
3: Is it dirty? Is it dirty? <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well
1: let's see if you can stay consistent. If you want to go to the warehouse, that's fine. I get I get Graham's wisdom, but it's probably best to tell the others that you're you can free them from their duty of looking after you, basically. Yep. Short rest and then up
5: to the warehouse. Cool.
1: The warehouse is, so you are working your way into the center of Evenstar. Nine Deeps is a central high status district, big plazas, big buildings, uh, wide boulevards, all of that. You push through, you, you keep going where you would have turned off towards the Street of Fountains, which is where Elegos is. And you kind of make your way between, the gov- there's the Governor's Palace, sits at the foot of the Marshall Mount, at the top of the Marshall Mount, looming over you is the is, the, uh, is Evenstar Keep. Uh, and there's other stuff. There's the kind of the grand arena, and there's lots of um, cathedrals and all those kinds of things. You make your way through that and into an area called Old Town, which is, as you might imagine, the kind of original rump of the city. And the northernmost part of Old Town, as you reach the river, uh, the Emma Water, is called Midnight. Um, and Midnight is down at heel. Uh, you have arrived, mm, I'm saying, late afternoon, and I think it's pretty much twilight to dark by the time that you make your way through Nine Deeps, through Old Town, and, up, and into midnight. You can hear the kind of the ship's bells out on the water. It's the docks, the kind of dank area, uh, all rather run down. This used to be a bustling um, kind of trading thing. Now it really only handles uh, sporadic traffic. Um, all of the ore and all of the mining product from Diamond Lake uh, is is unlo- unloaded here, but a bit further down the river. And so around here, you've got lots of sort of run-down, abandoned warehouses. It's constantly drizzling because of the waterfall. A uh, um, And a kind of rather scratchy bunch of locals um, make a meagre living. The warehouse in question is called the Sodden Hold. It takes you a little bit of time to find it. It's like a rotten log, this building, washed ashore. Part of it projects over the water on pilings. It's mostly stone, though. It looks actually in quite decent nick. Perhaps its appearance is a little deceptive. Uh, it's got a, what looks like a fairly solid roof. It's all covered in, in kind of lichens and moss and kind of gunk, but actually, another glance at this building and you think, actually... Although this looks shabby, it doesn't structurally look that. Uh, it it's structurally it looks pretty sound. Um, feeble light spills out from a couple of the buildings that you pass out into the street, but otherwise it's quite dark and misty. There's a there's only one entrance. You kind of wander around for a bit, and there's 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 no windows. There is a big set of iron double doors uh, with a big, impressive, good quality looking lock uh, on them.
5: Who's got the key? Is this what... Oh, yeah, opens?
1: we didn't... Dis- <laughs> Is this what have <laughs> No, somebody definitely said they were taking it.
3: Yeah, Sessions has got it.
2: Have I got it? Okay. I've got the key. Better go at the front, then. Uh, open the door. No, no, I go in the pocket, <laughs> I'm
4: hmm? thinking the same thing.
2: Uncle Buggy, you go at the front.
5: Have we got a rogue in the party? yeah. Uh, Cuthbert, you're probably the best to go at the front at this stage.
0: How incredibly typical. No, no, no. If there's
5: a fight, yes, but... If there's a fight, it'll be somewhere near the
0: back. I'll go to the front. Come on. I will go and listen at the door. Uh, Perception check. Excellent. Getting a 10.
1: Uh, Well, you can't hear anything through the doors. I mean, they're pretty solid. and Like like I said, the structure is pretty solid. Somebody would have to be making... I mean, not shouting, but somebody would have to be making some kind of noise for you to be able to hear them anyway. Give me another perception check while you're there. Uh, twenty-five. This time. Well, that's much more. This, um, that perception check was as you kind of look around you. Mm-hmm. You can, det- you can see that the moss and the ground has been disturbed in front of these doors, and not like necessarily within the last twenty minutes, but not. You know, tolerably recently. Okay, what does this lock look like? Uh, it looks like a lock. It, it looks also. It looks in good working order, and it doesn't look rusted. That's a little odd. The fact that it's a good lock is not odd. I mean, these are warehouses, so you'd want to protect whatever it is you're keep, keeping in
0: them. Okay. Is it kind of is it a slidey type door, or or is it push it? It's, a, pushy it's, open a, type it's door? a it's
1: a it's a pulley opening double dory type door.
0: Can I check for traps?
5: Yeah,
1: you can give me a perception check if you run a practiced eye over the door.
5: I'm going to stand back fifteen feet.
1: Twenty-three. Okay. 23 you don't see anything suspicious so you can't hear anything apart from the lapping of the water um, the occasional desultory core of a gull is that what gulls the gulls core no crows core what do seagulls do they honk no <laughs> geese honk anyway good chat whatever it is there's there are some there's some sort of there's some slightly disappointing aquatic bird noise and ships bells and the lapping of water and otherwise everything is quiet
0: And the sound of Bogorov's knees knocking together in fear.
1: The sound of Dan frantically reaching for the. Now Paul has cleared
5: the area. I will move forward up to the door.
1: I'm going to open the door. I'm going to open the lock. Turn the key in the lock. It it turns uh, smoothly and sort of slickly. There's a click, and uh, the double doors. You need to pull them open towards you. When you unlock them, they sort of do sag a little towards you. It's not like some sort of yeah. Uncle buggy, you go the front Uncle buggy's changed his voice again already he's gone he's, he's gone, gone back to Uncle buggy Uncle buggy is it dirty <laughs> 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 I, I, I prefer um seedy cockney uncle buggy I have to say <laughs> is somebody opening these doors
2: yeah Uncle buggy is yeah uncle buggy
1: the door's open. Uh, there's a large space. There's crates, barrels, stuff covered in tarpaulins. Looks like it's lit by flickering torches. Who's standing close enough to the doors to kind of look into, Me, into the room? Me, I'm
5: standing by the door. I've got a light spell on my neck. my neck.
3: Yeah, I'll stand on the other side of the door. You think maybe that those torches look
1: magical. They look like they might be ever-burning torches.
5: Is
3: that a magical
1: light? Really? No burning Torch is a magical item, yeah. Oh. Um, they're high up, though. Let me describe. There's, It's a double height, triple height chamber. There is a, a, a gallery running across the far side of the room from you, 15 feet up, with stuff stored underneath it. So it's like a, a kind of mezzanine level. On your left buggy, there is, just before the gallery, there's a door heading leading to the north, and on your right, there are two doors leading south. Other than that, it's just full of gubbin. It's an obvious way up onto this gallery. There isn't, no. Are you going to have a look, Sessions? Where are, where are you?
2: Well, I, I'll i move up to there.
1: Oh, I'll move in. Okay, so Buggerhoft, you're moving in. Sessions, you're peering round the door. Sessions, there is a door to, the, to this gallery area at the southernmost end of it. Up, right? Mm. Upper level. So... It look must be that there's these rooms to the south are
2: contain a staircase,
1: possibly something like that.
5: Do if I go in like this, do I see any anything, any hostiles or anybody around? No,
1: and there's uh, give me a perception check. Eight. No, you don't hear anything. It seems completely quiet.
5: I'm going to the, south, the the western of the southern doors. Uh yeah, Lucas Parker, what do you want to do?
3: Bugraff's going to look on the southern side then I will slowly edge my way along the northern side and have a look and investigate those barrels.
1: So you're going to have a bit of a prod around the barrels. Uh okay, I mean there's there's multiple um little stacks of stuff give me a give me a perception check uh parker
3: i get a 15
1: yeah that's a good number this material does not look like stuff that's been abandoned and sitting in an abandoned warehouse for years and years and years so it's not old decayed stuff but it's not been moved recently is your sense we go to sessions what does sessions want to do
2: i think sessions will continue to um scope out the room from where he is. Move maybe a bit more towards the doors.
1: Does Purple Herpish want to have a bit of a look about?
2: I shall go up to there
4: and I shall do invisibility on Parker. Oh, okay. What? Oh, nice. I
0: shall do invisibility on Parker.
4: Uh, Very nice. Thank you. Um, and then
1: next going around the table Ugh. is Cuthbert.
0: Cuthbert is going to move, move towards the East, the eastern of the southern doors. So he's sort of, uh, of
1: joining Bugraft in the southern part of the room. Yeah,
0: he can't quite make it or well, the move move, but he's going to get there. Okay. Oh wait a minute, we can make it because he's got a dash action as well. So Kay. he will, he'll get there. Uh,
1: as you do that, Cuthbert. Yes. And Parker, Burple, uh, Uncle Buggy, all of you. Some of the cargo in this warehouse seems to sort of spring to life.
0: Ah, oh, great. Oh, marvelous! Oh.
1: Cuthbert, the crate next to you, just opens a giant set of jaws and flings itself towards you. And in the <laughs> middle of the chamber, a huge great barrel just opens up uh, with this enormous kind of moor. And next to you, Burple, the same. There's a there's a there's a, a chest that just sort of opens, and there's just this kind of huge tongue and teeth come out at you. And we'll pick it up next time. <laughs> Mimic.
0: <laughs> it's like something out of Terry Pratchett. <laughs> 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 mm. <laughs> Shut the door, slide the lock, drift (laughs) off.
5: Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Hall of Harsh Reflections and Age of Worms are copyright paizo. The Hall of Harsh Reflections was written by Jason Bullman. Music is from Kevin MacLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Cyrus game. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening. (whistles)